What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This has been the most tense podcast I have ever done. Kevin Sherrington. Do we want to compare bylines? How many? Harry Horn. We're supposed to keep this thing moving, be fresh. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about Mavericks. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Ballsy with a Z Podcast. And on with us now is our Mavs beat writer, Eddie Sefko, who has been on the beat since pretty much, uh, I think, when, when, uh, when, the, when the team was founded, wasn't it? Isn't that how long you've been on the, on the beat, Eddie? Well, uh, pretty much when uh, I started, we were writing this stuff with a chisel and a stone, and that's, uh, <laughs> ever since then we've kind of developed and, and uh, you know, uh, gone on with technology and all that. Well, that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Covering those uh, Dallas Mavericks, Eddie Sefko. Uh, Eddie, thanks for being on with us. Uh, we have the trade deadline looming here Thursday at 2 o'clock. What are the chances that the Mavericks make a trade uh, before that deadline approaches? Well, I'd say the chances are pretty good just simply because they're the Mavericks, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they, they always uh, have their nose in the middle of things. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I can tell you they, they did uh, – Kick the tires on on the on the Demarcus Cousins thing, and they found out quickly they were not uh, uh, they 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 had way too much to offer, which is why the Kings went to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, no, no offer. kidding. What what Eddie? What would they have had to give up? Uh, what what would what was their offer uh, if they made an offer? For, well, uh, I don't think it ever got to that. Point. Okay, I think I, you know I I do think uh, it would have had to. I mean, it would have started. They would have wanted Harrison Barnes, of course. Uh, and then you know a, a couple of other younger guys, and and probably the draft pick, and and you, you know throw in whatever else you want to throw in there. Uh, it would have been a it would have been a nice uh, piece to build around with Demarcus if you like Demarcus Cousins and if you can put up with his knuckleheadedness. But but I don't think uh, I mean I think Sacramento gave that up for a reason. I mean uh, the, you know after four or five years of seeing his show out there, they weren't going anywhere. So, right. You know, and maybe it's management's fault for not putting things around him, but uh, you know he's a ball a ball dominating big guy who uh, you know ha, you know has to be the focus. I mean, I, I don't. It'll be interesting to see how he and Anthony Davis get along down there. I mean, on the court, I think off the court they'll be fine. But uh, you know, it's just a it's an interesting blockbuster for sure. And when you look at the, what they had, we were looking over this before we came on the, on the, our podcast talking about it one time uh, and not too long ago. The Clippers not only had him, they had Isaiah Thomas and Hassan Whiteside all at the same time, all three of them. Uh, that would be a pretty good nucleus for a team, wouldn't it? You'd think, you know. Uh, but you know what, the, the, that's, that happens a lot in the NBA. I mean, don't you think Sean Marks up with the Brooklyn Nets would like to have Yogi Ferrell back right about now? I mean, yeah. I mean they, they, they cut him not once but twice. Right. So, uh, you know, they, these things happen. Now, that's not to the extent of, I mean, Isaiah Thomas is an all-star, and, and Boogie's an all-star and all that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Sacramento has kind of been the uh, poster child, for, you know, for the last few years of, of the ineptitude in the front office. But, um, you know, if you're things in, run in cycles. If, if you're in the Mavericks' front office, don't you feel better at making a trade with Sacramento than you would, say, with 
uh, Pat Riley or with, uh, you know, uh, or, or San, San Antonio. Yeah, down in San Antonio because they have a history of making bonehead yeah. trades. I don't, I don't care who. I would feel better about my, about a trade I made with Sacramento than a trade well, I, I think made that with was San a bonehead a, trade, San Antonio, uh, that they you? made with uh, with New Orleans. To me, to get a guy, yes. the centerpiece of that trade is Buddy Hield, a guy who a rookie who's averaging eight points a game, and I like Buddy coming out of Oklahoma. And I know that that Eddie does it because he's a big Sooner fan because that's where his daughter went well, to school. Well, you know, uh, I, I am guilty by association there, and, uh, <laughs> and that's only I, I tried to bring her up right, and she ended up at OU. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. I, the, these guys out there, I mean, they're stuck now for, you know, another three or four years of rebuilding, you know, and, and that's only if you, you can kind of get lucky in the draft and the Buddy Hill turns out to be something. Uh, but, but, yeah, I, 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 I would feel good making trades with, with, uh, with Sacramento right now. And you know what? A couple of years ago, uh, I, a lot of people felt good in the Mavericks organization and in Dallas that the Mavericks made a trade with Boston to get Rajon Rondo. Right. How'd that work out? Not, not so know? good. So, Jay Crowder's been pretty good. Yeah. For the Celtics. All right. Now let's let's look here uh, at uh, at the potential here because this was something that I wrote Sunday for Monday oh. and and, and there's something that really surprised me was looking at the roster and you could divide it almost right in the middle. Seven guys who are older than Seth Curry who is 26 and the minutes they're averaging and this and what the the guys are averaging or not minutes but the the games they played in and the guys that are 26 and under and, and the games they played in and what we've already seen this year is that all those young guys have played an awful lot of games do you think that's all because of injuries or do you think that they are allowing some of these these older guys to sit so they can play some of these younger guys well yes and this goes back to the uh, the mark Cuban about uh, tanking, uh, with, 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 tanking while they're uh, Are they trying to win games? In theory, yes, of course. Everybody's trying to win games, but there are ways to, to, to build your, uh, your, your talent base and get something out of this season. You're not going to go to the playoffs. So uh, you're trying to get to the point where you know what you have with these young guys. Either you have somebody that you want to keep and build around or, or have be a part of the nucleus, or you, you don't, and you want to get rid of them and, and try, try to get what you can for them. Uh, they know what they have in West Matthews. I mean, they've got a good, solid, defensive-minded shooting guard slash small forward who who is who, who can help you. He can be a good piece on a good team. Harrison Barnes, same thing. Dirk's old. We know that. He's not going to be here much longer. But, you know, you have to find out if Dwight Powell's a keeper. You have to find out if, if uh, Yogi Ferrell is, is maybe got a chance to be a starting point guard in this league. Those are the things they're trying to figure out, and, and the only way to do that is to play them and lose games. And that's what happens when you play young guys. And aren't and in this really this is really better for the Mavericks, uh, obviously to to uh, to miss the playoffs, be in the lottery. This is a really good draft. Uh, we we kind of knew this even after the playoffs last year uh, that uh, this was going to be a good draft and um, and a good time to be coming up on that. Let's say that let's say the Mavericks get hold on. Barry. Wait, wait, I, I just want to bring go back to some go back to the future. The, on, on the trade on on the Sacramento oh North, how does that affect the Sacramento New Orleans trade? Do, will that affect the Mavericks' uh, position in the draft? Will do you do you expect New Orleans to perhaps get better? And they sac- don't get better; they're in real trouble. Okay, and then sac- they're ahead of the Mavericks now, but Sacramento's also ahead of the uh, uh, Mavericks. Well, Sacramento's gone. Sacramento's in a full-on dive to the bottom right now. Okay, they, right. They, 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 which, which might have been part of the reason they made the trade. 
Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I mean, Sacramento's a team that can now fall behind the Mavericks, get a better pick than the Mavericks. Well, no, we're, we, it's the lottery, Barry, as you, as you recall. Yes, I know, I know, but the lottery tends to... Yeah, they'll have they'll have more more ping pong, ping balls, pong balls in in, in the thing. That's in, true. In the hopper. Well, that's my po- my my point. Now I was going to ask this question, Eddie. You know, it all depends on who's available right there. They've got the top pick in the draft. Do you have any sense of who they would take if they had the number one pick? I it would it would either be uh, Lonzo Ball or uh, the kid from Washington Fultz. Uh, Markel Fultz. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. just hearing those two names. They like Josh Jackson. Everybody likes Josh Jackson a lot. Yeah, but, Kansas. Uh, you know, yeah. point guards are in such demand these days. Yeah. And when you can get a big one like that, you know, that he kind of that's the, it usually tips the, the scale in their favor. Yeah, and, that, and, to, and to me that does, and I, and I think that makes perfect sense. You know, uh, I know that there's going to be a growing pains with that as well. But as we know, the whole point guard position has changed in the NBA. You know, it used to be a distributor. You know, uh, Jason Kidd was the you know the exemplar quintessential, of that. the yes. quint- quintessential point no, guard. No, no, no question about it. Uh, but now everybody wants a, a point guard who can score. And, uh, and so I think that, yeah, one of those two guys to me is a no-brainer in that situation. Uh, but but it would be interesting to me to see what Josh Jackson does because he's, he's a wing and, and a guy that, you know, maybe with, that, that might be gumming up things a little bit uh, depending on what you do with Wes Matthews and, and, you know, and Harrison Barnes and what positions they're going to end up playing because they've kind of been floating around a little bit as well. Uh, but – is there is there a foreign player who could figure into the mix if the if the Mavericks drop down a little bit and don't have that uh, top two three pick? Yeah, I mean the, the the kid that's been on YouTube all over the place and whose name is in, impronounceable to me. Yeah, I know uh, you're talking about. Yes, uh, lots of eyes uh, in there. Yeah, ki, ki, uh, Labakita or whatever yeah, whatever his name is. Right. And anyway, he's uh you know he's getting a lot of a lot of look sees from a lot of teams and everybody figures he's going to go four five six seven eight somewhere in there um you know and and there he's like, are he's like six five one ninety i think uh too he's very yeah, skinny he's, he's a he's he's built like a built like a straw for sure uh and uh but you know he's pretty good pretty talented and those kind of guys uh you know they'll they'll he'll bulk up a little bit so um you know those guys are out there you know you look at what Boston is, and everybody's talking about Boston. You know, going to make some sort of a move. They need a rebounder. They need a big guy. They, everybody's talking about Bogut and all that stuff. You know, they have stashed so many players over in Europe that uh, you know you could probably pilfer one of those guys off of their hands. Who's not even on an NBA roster this year. And uh, you know, if you get the right one, somebody who can who you think can play and become something, and steal a you know some sort of a. a you know, get your own pick and another pick maybe from somewhere. Uh, you can you can stash up or load up on some young talent there in the next in the next six months real easily in the NBA if you're creative and if you know who you want and make the right choices. So Bogut and Darren Williams both have expiring contracts, which makes them very appealing to teams uh, anyway. Uh, even if they're they're not making a, a playoff run here, uh, would you expect that both of those one or both of those guys might be gone by Thursday? Uh, you know, I, I don't know for sure if they'll be gone, but I think they're going to be a, in a lot of conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, Bogut is the one that I think has has, has the most uh, the most value in terms of, of what other teams might need, and uh, you know that they might give up something of you know consequence. I'm, I still don't know that they're going to get a first round pick for Andrew Bogut. I just don't see it happening. But you might get a young player and a 
and somebody's high second round pick, if you you know, or, or, or you know, some of those teams with multiple picks that, that want to uh, throw something at you, and it might be protected in the you know, you know, top twenty protected or whatever. But there are ways to get it done. And uh, Moses, you know, it was, I think it was important that he came back and played one game before the break. Yeah. Just so people saw that, you know, he doesn't have a leg amputated or anything like that. <laughs> so, uh, he, you know, and he played okay. He, you know, he's a good rebounder. He's a good defender. You know, he's never going to be a big scorer. But, but most teams don't need that out of their, out of their, you know, their bulky big man anyway. Most teams just want that guy to be a 20-minute guy to come in and grab a bunch of rebounds and play some defense and, and, and you know, hold the, hold the fort down while the, you know, the more athletic guys get a rest. Is so it, it, I could see him. I could see him moving. Yes, absolutely. Is there is there a team out there? Do you think would be the best fit for him? I, I do think Boston needs yeah, him. I don't right. know what they're waiting for. Right. You know, I mean, I, before they made the trade, I thought uh, with uh, Denver, I thought Portland was a team that that would do well with a guy like Bogut. Um, you know, and there there are a few others. I I mean, you know, the, there's pick a team in the in the East that thinks they have a a pretty good shot at the, you know, I mean, Washington's probably set with Martian Gortat at, at center, but you know what? They could use a little help in the in, in behind him. So uh, those types, types of teams are out there. They, I mean, I, Boston to me makes perfect sense, but, you know, uh, I'm not running their front office, and Danny Age has done a pretty good job up there, so I'll let him do that, make that decision. Yeah, and the great thing about Bogut, too, he's a smart guy, and I think he would fit in right away, you know, uh, and, and he toughens your team up. He, he, he brings a lot of intangibles, just a question if he remains healthy, which which raises the point to me, all right, so so going into the next season, you know, for, for all the things that the Mavs have been doing this year, and I, I think in many ways this has been a successful season. Oh, absolutely. You know, they, they identified Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes makes this a, su- a successful yeah, absolutely, season. Absolutely, just by himself probably. Wesley Matthews is coming back from the injury and looks like the player they were hoping he was going to be all along. They get Seth Curry, you know, they get Yogi Ferrell. These are two guys, whether they're going to be starters, they're going to be part of the rotation, I think very solid parts of a rotation. Those are those are big upgrades for this team. I think there's still a question about Justin Anderson. Do you What do you, what do you think about Justin? You huh? think there's a question? Yeah. Jeez. That, now, that to me has been the, to the biggest disappointment this year is he is, he is just – been unable to take the next step, whatever that is. Yeah. I mean, he's if anything, he's regressed a little bit this year from the way he was playing at the end of last season. And I, you know, I, I, everybody loves Justin Anderson. He's a great kid. Uh, he works hard, and you know, you just get the feeling that he, he he's too jittery, too antsy when he gets out there. He wants to, you know, he's so eager to to, to do something to, to show that he's, you know, to show that he's he's somebody now. And it, he just gets in his own way a lot of times, and and it would be nice to see him, uh, you know, have a have a run, you know, for an extended period where he just goes out there and relaxes and does what he does best, which is, you know, just get lost in the game, hang around the hoop, get all these crazy rebounds with one hand, and you know, throw it at, you know, make an occasional shot. He's not still not a great shooter, but he can get to the rim and he can he can make things happen in the paint. Uh, you know, it's just really puzzling to me that he hasn't. Uh, shown more this season. We we talked to Fran Fraschilla about that, and and one of the things he said was that uh, he made it. He, he kind of made it seem like you know I, I think this is who this guy is. Uh, that he's not a big fan. He's not a big fan. And, and you know what? Here's the thing to me about this because one of the things you want to find out about guys is are they good or are they not? 
and, and maybe that's maybe this is the good thing you're finding out is that maybe this is who Justin Anderson is, and that's what this season allowed you to do. I'm, I'm I would certainly not give up on him. I would certainly keep him because I just what you said. He's he's young. He's he's got a lot of. He's a tremendous athlete. And, and he's got some things he can do, and you keep him around, and he seems to be the kind of guy who wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, wouldn't go south on you too bad if he was at the end of the bench uh, for, for extended periods of time. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. But here's, the, here's the, the, the larger point for me going into the next season. For all the good things that they found out about this team, it is still not a good rebounding team, not even an average rebounding team. And, of course, this interior defense still stinks. So – even if they draft uh, a Markel Fultz, Alonzo Ball, they get that lucky to get that high to get one of those kinds of guys, it's not going to solve that. So what do they do to try to solve that problem? Well, it's, it's got to come you know, through free agency, and I'm not sure it's going to take a, a, you know, a home run. They just need to hit a, a solid double with, with somebody. To, you know, and that's what they've done the last couple of years. I mean, Harris Barnes turned out to be a nice hit, and, and, uh, and, and so did uh, uh, West Matthews. You know, those are guys that, that you, you, you find and, 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 you know, you can work with those guys. You can w- win with those guys. And Seth Curry is another one. But uh, it would help to have uh, an anchor in there. And maybe Barnes will turn into that anchor. Maybe he'll be the 22-point scorer and 6-7 and rebound guy and, and, and they're, they're rocked that, that they can lean on. That, uh, and I'm not going to say that like they have Dark Nowitzki. Nobody's going to ever be that way for this team ever again. That was something we should have all enjoyed for many, many years. But you got to find somebody that can help, you know, perimeter defense and transition defense and rebounding and all that stuff. It's interconnected, and they just aren't very good at any of that. And that's, that's a problem, and you're right. Nobody in the draft is going to come in and solve that. So uh, go out, find yourself a, you know, a, uh, you know another, you know, balls-out defender like, Tony Allen or Wes Matthews, or we all know who they are, and 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 then go find you a big man that's at not only can can you know defend the paint, but is athletic enough to, to stay in there, defend the paint, and still get the rebound. I mean that those are you know it's not that hard. I mean Bogut is good at it; he's just not on the court long enough. You know, so it's it's going to be uh, another interesting summer, and and I hate to say it, but I think there's going to be some significant changeover again this summer, uh, like there has been the last four or five years. Well, let me ask you this, because Bogut is, has an expiring contract. Is it possible he goes somewhere else, goes to Boston in a deal, and comes back and they, and they give him another deal? Uh, I don't know the rules on that one. If you trade a guy, I think there's a certain amount of time. till December, uh, maybe, of next year? I, I don't know. I, I'd have to look it up. I think that's uh, right. To be honest with you, I just don't. But, uh, you know, yeah, they love Andrew Bogut. In fact, I've been told several times this season that they don't intend to deal him, that they'd just rather keep him and, and sign him again next summer at a sensible number, uh, you know, for a couple of years and, and keep him because they think that's what at center for 20, 25 minutes a game. What else do you really need? Now, it'd be nice if we played 70 games instead of 40 games. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a, that's another that's another question. I mean, and all the injuries found up and, and uh, you know, you, ha- you hate to see it because he's, he's He's pretty good. He was the number one pick in the draft, you know, twelve years ago for a reason. So, uh, but uh, well, he brings you all. I think if I think if he he leaves, he's gone. Yeah, the key key, the key uh, number there, twelve years ago. 
Um, well, he, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he played 70 games for Golden State. Uh, yeah. But he, yeah, but he was, they were pretty, uh, but those were lighter minutes too. He played 20 minutes for there. I think that with the Mavericks, they were hoping he was going to play 28, 29 minutes, I think at first. Uh, and he's, and I, I don't think he can do that anymore. I, I, you know, we, we talked about Justin Anderson. You brought up Dwight Powell. What, what do you think of the progress report is on Dwight Powell? Dwight's a good player and, and has pretty much done what a lot of people expected him to do this year. I mean, he, he got the fat contract uh, last summer. He, his timing was excellent. And um, he's come along and, and played pretty serviceable big man minutes off the bench. Uh, I'm not sure you'd want to have him as your starter at, at, at power forward or at center for that matter, but but if he's your, your, your first big man off the bench, I think you're okay. You know, I and mean, he's still young, relatively young, uh, 25 or so, I think. And, and, uh, and he's athletic and he's a hard worker, a really good, really good head on his shoulders. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't, he takes criticism well. He doesn't get, he doesn't get down on himself. And, you know, he has a bad game or two. He, he, like every athlete, gets pissed, pissed off at himself. But, you know, that's okay. So, um, I, I like him. I think they, they want to keep him at, at all costs if they can. Now, if, he, if he's, you know, the, the, the last piece to a trade that gets them somebody of, of, of you know, of, 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 a more of, a, of more of a star caliber player or a higher draft pick, that means he's like everybody else. He's, uh, he's expendable. So, uh, as you as you said earlier, that you expect to probably be more churn on the roster this summer. Uh, I would expect so too. But I would think that a lot of these young guys would be back, wouldn't you? A greater proportion of them than the veterans. I guess at least at least well, those are under contract. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Darren Williams. That one's going to be an interesting thing. I mean, he likes it here. He likes being back uh, back home. He was really disappointed that he didn't get more than one year last summer. But you know, I understand what the Mavericks were doing. They they saw they they saw the free agent point guard crop that's coming out this summer and and the draft and, and realized we might be able to get our our you know point we guard for years future. to come this summer. You know, you know, I lock one up for four or five years last summer. So um, and and uh, you know, Bogut, I I just don't see any way that he's back next year. I mean, stranger things have happened, and I know they like him, but. Uh, you know, he, he'll probably move along. Uh, I, you know, I still think why he didn't end up in Houston is still a mystery to me. Um, I mean, he came down to one or the other, and, you know, he chose Dallas, uh, and it was his choice. He could have gone – if Houston would have taken him with open arms, uh, he basically had the – you know, the, the Warriors had the same Eddie, the same deal on the table. Eddie, have you ever so, lived in Houston? I know you've lived in Houston. Would you take Houston over oh Dallas? Oh, my gosh. Oh geez, here we go. Listen, I had I had twenty marginally good years in Houston, and uh, and and I but I really enjoyed it down there. I mean, I thought it was a good town, good good people. I missed the people, uh, you know. But I, I like I miss the seafood and the golf. To me, you know what? They're just not that much different. We like to think we're a lot different, but you know, it's still Texas. We're all Texans. Come on. Oh my gosh! Eddie Eddie worked in Houston, and Kevin worked in Houston. Well, that's correct. I grew up in Houston. Eddie, oh, I grew up in Dallas. Eddie yeah. grew up in Dallas, yeah. and you got back here as quickly as you could. I have now yeah. lived more of my life in Dallas because uh, I was born here. Uh, I've lived more of my life in Dallas than I have in Houston. Well, me too, and I, and I'm proud to say that. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we got it good up here. 
you know, we, we our traffic's not as bad as theirs. But no. other than that, it, it's getting there. It's getting there. Humidity is not as bad either, and that's a big problem. Our humidity is not as bad. I think we'll, I think we'll always have that on there. Yes, we will. Hopefully. Eddie, what would it say about the Mavericks if D-Will was back with the team next year? I don't think that would be a good sign. You know, it, it depends on what you're getting, uh, what you're getting around him and what you've been able to put piece together elsewhere on your team. D-Will's still a, a fine, functional point guard. There, there's I mean, no question know, about that. But is he a fine, functional? Healthy this year. He's, he's been pretty, pretty darn good. Last year... I mean, he was their best player at times, and, and that stretch for about 25, 20, 25 games there, uh, you know, in January, uh, December, and early January, he was really uh, he was really solid, you know, and that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why they started winning winning all those games. I say all those games, it's probably five hundred, so around five hundred basketball, yeah, and uh, you know, messing up their draft position but, because he was playing better. But he's not a building so, block. No, he's not a building okay. Well, it, it, to me, what it says if, if if he's back with a team, that means you did not get a Markel Fultz or Alonzo Ball in 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 the draft. And and to me, that's the the larger concern for me is is depending on what they were able they are able to get in the in the draft. If they are high in the lottery and they are able to get one of those real difference makers, not only does that build you for the future, that also helps you a lot in your in your cap space. Uh, you're not you're not committing that kind of money. To a, to a veteran point guard anymore because uh, I think what what's uh, what's Williams making now is he is he at nine this year or, yes yeah so nine million nine million this year and, and Bogut I think is at eleven million so that was a lot of money to spend on a couple of guys uh, Bogut in particular who's not playing very much now now Williams is he's missed some games but uh, but uh, still uh, that that's you know it's not a tremendous amount for a point guard obviously it, it's a it's a pretty good rate. But you, with a young team or a team that needs to be young, uh, when you're not very good, as I pointed out, uh, there are only four teams in the NBA older did than you, the Mavericks. Did you point that in a column you recently read? Same column I talked about the other day. Yeah. Uh, only four teams in the NBA older than the Mavericks, their average age. Uh, and, and all four of those teams are pretty good. Yeah, We're talking about the teams like the Spurs, the Cavs, the Hawks, um, and the uh, Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, Clippers are the other. So you know, if you, there's nothing worse than being old and bad. Uh, you, you need to be. Are you? Are you? Lo- why are you looking at me when you say that? Yeah, well, because because both of us are qualifying on the old part. And you're looking at me as old and bad. I know no. you are. Yes, you are. No, no, Doug. What do you think? Do you think I was looking? No. It, uh, hey, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not even in the studio. And I know you were looking at me. <laughs> of course, you, thank thank you, Eddie. You, you've always been my defender. Oh man. Well, so so how long? Uh, and we'll, we'll, this last major point we're going to make, and then we're going to let you go. How long do you think this rebuild goes with the Mavericks? Are we talking about something that's going to last two or three years, at least? Well, if if it's two or three years, then that's good. I mean, yeah, if it's five yeah. or six years, then then we're, we're you know we're in for a long stretch of of, of yeah of nobody want nobody wanting to go to the games and and seeing those sellout that sellout streak keep going, even though there's nobody thousands will. of empty seats up there. So uh, I, I, you know, I think this is something that's going to happen uh, either in the next uh, uh, two years or something crazy is going to have to happen, and Cubans are going to have to just, you know, do something that that's way out of character, or maybe not out of character, but but you know, blow something completely up. And by that I mean, you know, make one of those nine-player trades that, that Don Nelson used to do all the time. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen. I do think you got to give this group a little bit of a, a little bit of rope 
um, because I think Barnes and, and Matthews are pretty good guys to build around. Uh, they they care a lot. They want to win. They they want to do the right things. They're they're not only wanting to win. They're willing to win. They're willing to do whatever they need to be. That they need the, the team needs them to do to win, and you need that. So now. You know, finding that one other piece, whether it's coming out of the, the draft this year, and, and I'm still hearing that even as good as these guys are, they're not going to come in and take you from a, a 32-win team to a 48-win team. It's just not going to happen. Uh, no. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Emmanuel Moutier in, in, in Denver. He came in, and it's taken him a couple years to get to the point now where, you know, Denver's got a chance to make a, make a, make a run up here. I mean, they're, they're pretty good now. Uh, they're not great. But they're, you know, probably as good as uh, New Orleans, and 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 you know, they're creeping up on some of those other teams that are that are just above them. I think they're not far from Utah. So, I mean, there's there's some teams that are on the cusp of, of being halfway decent in the West. Uh, the Mavericks are not among them right now, and I don't think one guy like that is going to do it next year. Now, maybe two or three years from now, sure. But um, I, depending on all your hopes on whoever this draft pick is going to be. I think you better tap the brakes on Well, that. whoever the draft pick's going to be, he's going to be 19 years old right. or 20 years right. old. Right. He's going to be just finished his freshman year of, uh, of college or, right. or, or, or a foreign player or a young foreign player. He's going to be a kid. And Moutier is still a kid, really, right? I mean, he should yeah. be at SMU right now, shouldn't he? Don't remember well, that. Well, he would have been there for one year. He yeah. would have been there for one year, and, and they'd still be on but he could, but, but, <laughs> but, but he could, but, but, he, but he could be at SMU, is, is, is my point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, of course, yes. Yeah. So in theory, yes, he could. Well, and, 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 and here's the thing, too, to remember about Wes Matthews, and I, and I love Wes Matthews, but, but he's 30 years old. Uh, and if, if this thing doesn't That's get young, well, for this thing, uh, if this thing doesn't get turned around in the next couple of years, then then you're gonna have to worry about that position, you know, uh, not you know, in at least in three or four years. So yeah, I I, I think to me this is why this is why it was important uh, to to me to miss the playoffs this year. You need to get a player. I think that this these some of these guards. And some of these guys are, are pretty good. And I think they got some chance to do something. You need to be grabbing some guys with some really premier talent because, look, when's the last time they did that in the draft? You know, uh, you have to go back a long ways. Probably uh, to, and, of course, you know, if you look, when you look at those drafts and, and when you look them up, they, they're never the pick that they had. Like Devin Harris was not the, you know, the pick they had. Even, even uh, Dirk Nowitzki was not their pick. They they dragged uh, tractor trailer tractor trailer and traded with and, Milwaukee. And, yeah, I mean, I yeah. mean, the, yeah. the, 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 the only one that sticks out is, is Josh Howard. That was a good that was a good draft pick, right? And yeah. you know, you, but you got to get one of those guys more than every ten or twelve years. You need to yes. get one every two or three years. Absolutely right. Absolutely, the Spurs seem to be able to do that. Eddie Sefko, it has been great to have you on. Uh, we, we will have you on again to talk some more of this, and uh, and good luck in this second half. Uh, and and I hope you were able to take some time off uh, during the break here and have some fun. Did you? We didn't well, even ask you that. Well, any any time that you guys need to scrape the bottom of the barrel and bring me in again, I'm, I'm available. Okay. We stop love having it, you. Stop it! Stop it! That's that's an, that's an Evan Grant like statement. Yes, did, you miss, did you miss Did you miss not having Evan on with us today? Well, I mean. I'm 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 certainly in no position to fill those uh, those spikes, but uh, no, no, no. I, but I, did I'm, you miss not having him here to chat with you? Oh, well, of course, oh. I love Evan. No, <laughs> nobody really loves Evan. We just tolerate him. Not even his wife. Loves not, even, him. not even his new wife. Yeah. All right, listen, Eddie. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Take care. You Great stuff, go. Eddie. 
Eddie Sefko. A font of information. He is. You know, he's been around forever. You know, Eddie, when I was covering U of H in, in Houston at the Houston Post, Eddie was hired right out of SMU by the Houston Chronicle and came down and I, I remember, because uh, I, I sort of kind of perhaps also covered the, the, those teams. I came down from Dallas. Yeah, you, this is how you and I became friends because you you found a reporter who could really help you well, out. You were in Houston all the time, and I'd call you and I said, <laughs> "Kevin, what's going on?" That is correct. That's how I got to know the great Barry Horn because he said, "Hey, my buddy Kevin, what's going on here?" Hey, I paid you back. Where did you have your first date with your wife? Uh, that's true. You, listen, not only that, you got me the job here. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Galloway had something to do with it too. But, yeah, uh, but I, I'm the guy who introduced. He was the closer. He, he was the he was the closer. Kalishaw, he was yeah. the closer. All three, all three guys. When they said out. they didn't want to hire you, <laughs> as they did, I I I was there saying we have to. They hire said this what could, what good could possibly come from yeah. Houston? That's what they they said. I think. Yeah. Could you blame them? Say, well, look at all the other guys they hired from New York and Florida, and, and what happened to those? And guys? Atlanta. And Atlanta. Where? What happened to those guys? I'm still here. You're still here. I'm still ticking. You're the only one that, that stayed. All the rest of them left. All the rest of carpet them were Texas baggers. guys, right? carpet carpet baggers. Carpet baggers, they were. They were all carpet baggers. So, well, this was a a, a a really good thing. But you know, the most amazing thing, I'm I'm just looking at at the draft list. You know where Markel Fultz could be playing next year with the Boston Celtics. Uh, no, you know what? That's, they they could. They, but the, they, they have the Brooklyn. They have a deal with the Brooklyn Nets. They can use the pick. They can they, pick uh, up the pick. But how are they going to do that with Isaiah Thomas? They can't do that. Oh. Because you can't play both of them unless you're going to move Markel over to the shooting guard position, which I guess that's possible. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have a six-five point guard than a five-nine. Well, oh, I would guard. too. This is why, to me, why Yogi Ferrell, if the if the if the Mavericks have a chance to draft one of those guys, listen, I I love Yogi. I think he looks like a terrific player. I think he's a nice rotational point guard. I think he's if he's JJ Barea, if that's what he ends up being, that's fine. That's fine. Then, then you made a great find. Yeah, and that was good. You know, there's nothing wrong with short point guards. No. Uh, let me, are, are, you, are you saying that because of, of your lovely daughter? Well, let me just let me just mention one I thing. I think it's hate, oh, hateful that you would call her the, short. Well, she's about she's listed at five five. But uh, before we go, I just want to mention the Trinity five. Tigers are yeah. number eight in the country. D three number eight in the country, twenty four and one going into the postseason, and they've surprised a lot of people. And watch out for the Trinity Tigers. This uh, late, I don't even call them the Lady Tigers. They're the Tigers. Okay, thanks very much for that plug. That was good. Yeah, they're they're going to be very good. They're going to be very good. And what what do we say about the, them and and her and how her career has gone there at, at Trinity? What did she say about these four years? The, uh, these were the best four years of her life. And I of and course I, of course I let me point out she lived her first seventeen <laughs> in my house. That was my point was going to be because it was the first four out from underneath your thumb. Uh, but I will say this about this, and I don't, I don't want to get in trouble with her coach. What I have said all along. Oh, don't say it. She should have been the starting point guard. She should have been a three-year starter there. And now, and now, and now she's. And, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the year she's a full-time starter. As They've a point got. Guard. She's got a lot of help. They've got some. Print, they have a great transfer they player, do. great freshman player, nice player. But the and, point guard makes it go. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for the plug. We'll sure. listen, we'll uh, we'll get we'll get this down to San Antonio as quickly as possible. There you go. So that that might we're statewide. We're nationwide. That maybe. might triple the audience. Doug, who was it that said that we're nationwide? It's a song. Come on, it's uh, who was it? That was uh, was that Leonard Skinner? No, no. Oh, we're bad. We're nationwide. All right, we'll 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 look it up. We'll let 
Evan Grant may or may not be. A, he's texting us like crazy. He's he's in a meeting now with Jeff Bannister, so we're not sure if he will be able to be on with us. ZZ Top. How can I, how can I forget that? Did you know that 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 uh, that uh, um, who was the one from Houston on ZZ Top? Oh my gosh. Whatever. Anyway, Z. I think it was the first Z. His mother. His mother was a, uh, a, a a football secretary at Rice. Is that right? That's right. When I covered Rice down there, she was. Uh, what was her name? Then we then we then we could work this name. backwards. I can't remember her name. I feel so bad about. It. I don't know my my Southern rock any better than this, but I sh- I should. But anyway. right. well, we'd like to thank Eddie Sefko again. Yes, absolutely. And now we'll just sit around here for the next two hours and wait for Evan Grant to call <laughs> us. Of course, you won't know that because you won't have to wait two hours for it. It'll already be keyed up and ready to go. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Eddie Sefko was great, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.